welcome back to another episode of Professor Graham's ABCs of Debate. I'm Professor Graham, here with my pal Kevin, and today the word of the day is going to be block. So, let's jump into it. So what is a block exactly? Well, in its simplest form, a block is something you write before the debate ever starts that could be useful for you during a debate. I think it's fair to say that 90% of debate actually happens before and outside of rounds rather than during, and it's largely in part to blocks. Blocks serve two main purposes, which we'll dive into right now. The first of the two purposes is to write out an explanation or extension to already existing arguments. Do you find yourself having to say the words, China-Taiwan war goes nuclear, here's three reasons why, frequently? Well, if so, it might be time to produce a block for that argument that already has all that information typed up. So instead of extemporaneously coming up with all three of those reasons or forgetting one, you can just read off of your computer or paper. For less technical debates, even writing something as simple as an overview for your contention or extension of a solvency argument that you like to go for frequently will drastically improve your efficiency in extending necessary arguments from one speech to the next. The second reason you write blocks is to answer your opponent's arguments before they ever make them. Every time you read your AF, do people question your solvency? Is your disadvantage constantly bombarded for saying your impacts lead to extinction? Do we both know it's going to take a lot more than that pathetic excuse for a 1 in C card to get me to believe the plan actually causes something bad? In all these situations, it's imperative that you have pre-written blocks to answer these kinds of questions to save you some time in the actual round. Instead of having to write out your answers for every single argument, you could just copy and paste the relevant responses into a new document to make an organized and cohesive speech. So I'm here to use my brain in Maybe I've gone a bit too far in my overgeneralizations. There's one thing that you desperately want to avoid, and that's becoming a block monster. Block monsters tend to fall in the habit of just reading off their computer and not actually engaging with the arguments their opponents advance, which is bad for a couple reasons. Number one, you're probably losing a ton of ethos with the judge, especially with people who have less experience with debate or are more about the communications aspect of the activity. Just reading off your computer does not put you within their good graces. You tend to lose a lot of that powerful cadence and natural rhythm when you read versus when you talk, so it's imperative that you learn how to either become less reliant on blocks or become better at modulating your voice when reading to the point where it doesn't even sound like you're doing so. The second reason is because, despite our best efforts, arguments won't always line up with each other all of the time. Sometimes your blocks will be insufficient to answer specific arguments. Maybe we don't recognize it, maybe we're just lazy, but frequently we'll copy and paste blocks to arguments that are virtually non-responsive. Take a disease impact, for example. If your opponent advances the argument that disease causes extinction because state-created bioweapons are perfectly genetically engineered to be both lethal and transmissible, but you read your generic answer to disease block about how COVID was relatively tame compared to the scenario that they're talking about, you, my friend, have failed to effectively respond to that argument. Ten out of ten times, your opponents should just say that you didn't actually respond to their bioterror scenario and instead are making generalizations about the nature of disease, which doesn't assume genetically engineered pathogens. It's vital that you try to be as specific as possible to answer their arguments instead of assuming that your generic responses will do the trick. Well, it's great enough, but how do I actually write blocks? Kevin actually makes a great observation. All this information is virtually useless without any idea on how to actually write blocks. While I can't exactly do all of block writing justice in this short video, I'll try to cover some of the basics. First off, 
just a top-level thought. About 70 to 90% of your files should end up being blocks, because most of the debating in rounds stems from the rebuttal, not just from the constructive speeches, and that's true across all of the events. Typically, you'll have a section for things you read in the constructive, and the rest of your file tends to look like preemptive answers to arguments you're afraid of to minimize your usage of prep during round. Second off, you should try to make your blocks as efficient as possible. Now, I do have to put a giant asterisk next to that. The goal is not to say as little as possible, it's to be efficient, and there's a distinct difference. There's two polar opposites of the spectrum, people who write way too much on their blocks to the point where they run out of time constantly because they write out entire novels to express simple ideas. Then there's the people who hardly speak in a coherent manner at all, thus losing both the meaning behind the words they say and also sometimes shaving out necessary warrants for arguments that they need to include. Realistically, the goal should be to fall somewhere in the middle. Although for most purposes, shorter does tend to be better. You should try to be brutally efficient, cut out all of the fluff from your vocabulary, both in your blocks and while normally speaking, but make sure all necessary arguments make it out of your mouth. The last thing that you want is for your judge to say that you were decimating your opponent, but it's only because the entire last speech was new because you were extending stuff that you didn't actually say. Lastly, organize your blocks. If you can't find work that you've done before, then why'd you do it in the first place? Make sure that your files are intelligible and they are able to find all of your amazing work, because the last thing that you want to do in round is spend two minutes of prep looking around for your brilliant answers to the economy DA when you could have just learned how labeling folders worked. Most people tend to use things like Dropbox and shared Google Drives to share blocks between team members, but even if it's just for personal use, then those services are free and work really, really well. Well, Kevin, I think it just about covers it. Uh, got any questions? Not really. I think I have a down to the letter. Letter? I hardly know her. <laughs> hey, thanks again for watching today's episode of Professor Graham's ABCs of Debate. As always, I'm Professor Graham, and that's my pal Kevin. Um, yeah, if you ever need any help with debate stuff at all, my email should be right up here. Just make sure you CC your coach. I'll get back to you as soon as I possibly can with any debate tips that you might need. I'll drop that knowledge on you. Bam.